Okay, let's get started then. Hello, everybody. Hello. How are you all today? And by all, I mean Priya, because you're the only one who can respond to my questions. Yeah, this is the annoying thing about not having a live radio show, because before, like, you could text in, and it'd be really, like, iconic and cool, and you'd feel like, you know those actual genuine radio shows you listen to in the car, but like, we've just had Sally from Birmingham text in about her dog that's escaped, and, you know, used to, I used to feel, like, very, very sophisticated, but alas, not anymore. Did you ever do that? Did you ever text in to a radio show? I do, because basically um, Izzy had a radio show last year and I was um, a special guest of honour, not trying to get clout, but I really am. Uh, and uh, basically I, uh, my parents were listening and they were texting in because we were asking questions like, oh, what does everyone want to ask me as a poet? And they were like, oh, we want to ask, like, what does this line mean? And I was like, guys, that's the whole poem. And, um, <laughs> so I had to basically explain my whole poem again, which was quite tragic. That's so cute, though. I love how involved your family are, like, and invested in what you do. It's really, really cute. I oh, know they, they are very, they're, they're queens. They, they are very <laughs> invested, just because I think it's, I'm the only child, um, in case you couldn't tell that I'm literally only ever talking about myself. <laughs> I think it's good to recognise it, good to own it, you know. Oh, no. How have you been this week? Oh, I've been good. This week's been like, because, you know, it's like midterms. Ooh. Yeah, so like that's is. kind of been taking over but like other than that I've been really really good like the weather's been a bit not nice but um climbed yeah. up the sea and like the issue is that Edinburgh is very hilly and Birmingham is. is really not and like quarantine mm-hmm. hasn't really helped my active state of being so like I thought that it'd be really good to like you know walk up um Arthur's seat maybe like go on a few runs and stuff but honestly it was just not so I tried to go for a run the other day and Uh. it got it got to this like hilly bit because of course that was going to happen because we live in bloody Edinburgh and like I just had to stop mid-hill because I thought I was going to be sick and I just remember like turning to this bush just like ready to like vomit in it if I had to and just I was getting really terrible (laughs) terrible looks on the street it was uh, terrible no what so basically right over lockdown I literally didn't do any exercise and I was just drinking like when I say a lot of beer I mean (laughs) genuinely a lot and so I was just chilling sitting drinking my beer and then I got like a bit chubby and my mum was like Priya you know you need to like you need to hit the gym and I was like you know what you're right (laughs) mum so then I I basically like started running and I didn't realise this you're not meant to run every single day no like I thought, oh, you're, like, you know, the best way to get in shape is literally just go go hard or go home. So I started running for, like, you know, I think it was, like, an hour a day. Oh, my God! It was so bad because my knees hurt and my back hurt, and I was like, it's just, it's just pain, no pain, no gain, and oh I just carried on. Priya, bloody hell, how long did this go on for, like... I'm not joking, it went on for three weeks, and I I not Non-stop running every single day for three weeks? Yeah, I'm oh not joking. Oh my god. Priya, what on earth? And then did you stop? Were you just like, you know what, no. No, I came to Edinburgh, and I was like, I'm going to carry on, I'm going to do this. Yeah, no, so my flatmate was like, oh, only like, you know, weirdos basically do that. Um, and I <laughs> was <laughs> like, okay. Um, so I basically just stopped running, because also... 
I feel like when you run in the meadows, there's a lot of there's a lot of people staring at you. I mean, I know that's not actually true, but in my head, I was like, everyone is looking at me. No, I get, I get that. I've never ran in the meadows just because I feel so exposed. But also, like yeah. Edinburgh as a city is very, very fit, and so I like know, people I know. are constantly running. Whereas, like in Birmingham, I'd be lucky if I saw someone like walk past my house, you know. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm very impressed by Edinburgh. Edinburgh is really nice because it has such a good like community sense as well like the when was it I think oh so for anyone who doesn't know it was my birthday on Sunday um, so I'm now 20 what did you Um, do to celebrate tell us after this story I will will, I'll tell you my birthday celebrations again I promise I'm not narcissistic Um, (laughs) so we the day before my birthday I basically went to go just like for a walk and just enjoy my last day of being 19 um and we, me and my flatmate went to the, um, like, middle of the meadows. And for people who don't know what the meadows is, um, who don't live in Edinburgh, it's basically, like, a massive green space. It's basically, like, a big park uh-huh. with um, lots of, like, little routes that all interlink. Um, and it's really nice. And then it leads to the uni. And so I was on Middle Meadow Walk, and there were these two iconic men in tweed jackets busking. Oh, and I'm wow. not joking... When I say one of them was on the banjo playing Indian music. I remember you sent me a video because yeah. you were so impressed. Yeah. You were like the no, one other brown yeah, person in Edinburgh. Uh-huh. Who can I send it to? Yeah, I know. I, was, I literally went up to them and I was like, only Manny will understand this. And so I filmed it. Because for a solid like five seconds, I was sitting there like, I feel like I know what they're singing, but I also don't. Wow. Your motherland spirits were taking over, and you were like, "Oh God, I'm being I'm being possessed by you know the the Holy Land." I know, and also I feel like everyone has a really good meadow story because like everything just kind of happens in the meadows. This I don't know crazy. why. Like it's just like I don't, I don't even know. It's just a really it, everything happens in the meadows. Yeah, I get you. But what's your weirdest meadow story? Oh God, you know what? My meadow stories have actually been like quite nice. I mean, like, you see everybody in the meadows. Um, Yeah. So, like, I just remember, actually, recently, so, oh, God, this is going to tie in something which I was hoping to hide, but I'm going to have to say it now. Basically, I was on Pointless, um, (laughs) and the episode aired, like, a week ago now or something? Yeah, it was a week ago, yeah. Yeah, so, like, me and my pal who are on it, like, we are very embarrassing people and we realised this after airing the episode how embarrassing we were you're (laughs) not you're not I thought you were so good on the episode okay you have to say that but continue (laughs) so yeah so we were like oh we don't really want to like tell anybody about it we'll just like let the episode air and it will that will be that but basically my friend's sister put it on her Instagram story one of our school friends follows her sister and then from then on it just kind of like spiraled like a good domino effect and everybody eventually found out and I was getting sent clips of like me on pointless of people watching it which was really really sweet because like we got so much support but at the same time I was like cringing every single time I was sent a video Um, I was so excited I was literally sitting in one of my friend's rooms just jumping up and down when you guys got the question right and be like yeah oh that's so sweet oh, i know the support so cute but anyway like going back to the meadow so i was like trying to walk to a spanish tutorial and then like obviously you meet everybody in the meadows like you just obviously. walk past everyone so like mm-hmm. i walked past one person from my spanish class who like i didn't really 
speak too much but like we were friendly with each other you know so like I would say hi to the person if we walked past each other she was like oh hi how are you and she was like it's gonna sound really weird but like you're Manny aren't you and you were on pointless and I was like oh god (laughs) yeah Um, this is I, I promise. Yeah, and I was like, oh god, yeah, no, interesting one, isn't it? Because apparently her mum watches it religiously, and yeah. Oh, pointless. Yeah, and so like oh, she then met, she then saw that I was I said I was from Edinburgh on the show, and then she was like, hey, yeah. do you know someone called Manny? And then yeah, and then afterwards, like literally two seconds afterwards, someone else bumped into me. I was like, oh my god, you were on oh, pointless, god. and I was like, this is too much. The fame has got to you. Speaking of which. I have actually um, began our process to be in couples come dine with me. <gasps> have you actually? I actually have, because you said it last week, and I was like, you know what? Unless you seize the moment, it's not going to happen. Okay. So I set us up an account. So basically, for all of our listeners on Brown Time, Manny and I might be hitting up couples come dine with me. Yes, uh, taking one reality TV show at a time. Boom! We're taking the reality uh, sector by storm. Oh, that's so cool. So, like, are applications open then, I'm assuming? They are. Basically, I couldn't fill it all out because I actually don't know your full date of birth. Sorry. That's well, okay. Um, don't worry. Um, and I, and I, I don't know your middle names um, That's also. Okay. So, you know, I mean, it was a bit awkward, but we, we move on. Isn't uh, your middle name core? Is your middle name core? Well, yeah, because it's like Sikh tradition. This is what I mean. My parents gave me the middle name core, and I know that when they listen to it, it's going to be laughing. So listen, mum and dad, this is what I mean. Everyone has this middle name, and I want it to be unique and original. Again, I promise I'm not narcissistic just because I'm an only child. But I just, I I wanted to have a cool middle name, you know? (laughs) Yeah, no, every brown, like a lot of brown kids in Birmingham just have middle name called. It's basically because um, when Sikhism was like established and everything, um, obviously it was when like the caste system exists in India, um, and it still exists Mm -hmm. now. But basically, like, um, the gurus decided that they wanted everybody who was a Sikh to have the same last name so that caste discrimination based on your last name like wouldn't happen anymore. Yeah. But obviously that's not really a thing anymore because we've now said that like all of that these names are our middle names and we still have our last names <laughs> which links to our caste and the caste <laughs> system still exists. So orcs, but you know, we tried. <laughs> we tried, we tried. I mean, you know, the, the sentiment is actually very, very nice, but it in practice... It doesn't quite work. Yeah, exactly. It's it's really interesting, but yeah, no, it's peak anyway. Anyway, Priya, that's my middle name. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, then I basically, when I was at school, um, and I was trying to be an edgy queen in uh, year was it year ten? No, year eleven. Oh, oh my gosh. Was that when so, you cut your hair? When was it that you like properly cut your hair? No, I cut my hair in year twelve. Oh. But I was trying to be like a pre-edgy queen, basically. Okay. Um, and I'll tell you why, because I was basically obsessed with my English teacher, Mrs. Shawline. You all know who Mrs. Shawline is. Oh, I, um, I worship the ground that woman walks on. I did too. She was so cool. Yeah. It, oh. was, it was also because she just like hated children as well. So it's like you really had to like yep. try to get her to love you, but not try too hard. Otherwise you are a beg. So it's like finding a fine balance. That's the thing, she was so good at being like weeding out the bags and being like, nope, and then finding the cool quirky ones and being like, yeah, you're actually alright. <laughs> yep. Anyway, continue so I, I was like, literally, like, I'm not joking, I was so, I was her favourite student in the whole school. She literally told me this, and I was like, oh my god, Sarah, like, stop it. Oh, um, wow. That is such an honour. It is such an honour. I was like, wow. Um, <laughs> but no, so then 
we we were studying Pride and Prejudice, and I was like proper complaining because I was like, oh, Jane Austen is so outdated. Like, why the hell do we even study here? I take it back now, okay? I take it back <laughs> because I now doing my English literature degree realize how important she is. But anyway, we move on. <laughs> and she was talking about Mr. Darcy. She was like, oh, he's such a like a wonderful character. He overcomes his flaws to become this really developed man who like finds love. And I was like, oh my god, it sounds amazing. So then, obviously, I was like, I want my middle name to be Darcy. Oh, my... Oh, you didn't, did you? Oh, bloody hell. I'm not joking. I so nearly changed it. And my parents were like, uh, maybe just wait a little bit. <laughs> That's brilliant. I, I know. I know. It's so bad. I'm so glad they made me wait because I would have regretted it if I changed it. To be honest, I feel like it would have been quite jokes. Like, Priya, Darcy, Cor, Basra. That sounds like a nice mix. It does sound like a lot. It sounds really weird. It's but, not I mean, too late, Priya. <laughs> I can do it now. I'm like, mm. I don't know, I need to trade off your well. <laughs> no. I have the same kind of like Pride and Prejudice name dilemma thing as well because like, oh my God, God. like you, I was obsessed with Pride and Prejudice when we were studying at yes. school. I was like, wow, this is like a masterpiece, brilliant. I know. Elizabeth Bennett <laughs> is like a queen. So I was like... <laughs> And like there are, and then I was just like, you know what? When I'm when I'm older, and maybe when I have children or whatever, I'm gonna call my daughter like Elizabeth. I was like, she's gonna be a oh. real badass. And then I was like, oh, but then there's so many other Elizabeths in the world. And then like, yeah. what if people think that I'm a monarchist if I call my kid Elizabeth? And I was like, I just can't have that, you know. I was like, it's just it's just too much. No, you know, one of my friends at school was like, oh, I want to call my um, child, like, so hold on, she was, she was like, I'm going to nickname my child Liz, and people would be like, oh, is that short for Elizabeth? And she was like, no, it's short for Lizard. So she was like, I'll call my child Lizard, and then she'll be like, oh, my name's Liz. <laughs> that's brilliant, oh my god. I was like, that's actually a really good idea, can you imagine? Yeah. Child. Uh, you know, that's actually a really good idea, I'm really impressed by this person, I hope she does it. I know, shout out to Sana. Do you remember Sana? Sana? I think I do. It rings a bell. Yeah. Oh. She, was a, she was a quirky queen, and then um, the trains, <laughs> no, we, did, we didn't really stay friends in sixth form, which is a bit tragic. Oh. You and your group just seem to be quirky queens. We are all quirky queens, oh. what can I say? That is, that is wholesome energy. And then, like, do, okay. you, do you feel like when you got to, because obviously there's a big shift between, like, GCSE, pre-GCSE mm. years, and then, like, you go to sixth form, college, A-levels, whatever, and, like, mm. I feel like there's a big shift in like not just who you are but like your dynamics mm-hmm. and everything with other people I was like did you did you feel that yeah like I I knew that when I was um so pre-GCSE to GCSE was some of like the happiest school years of my life because I did have a really lovely group of friends and oh. they just really kind of like suited me very well in just that we were really not that cool but we thought we were so awesome <laughs> and you could only I get just... away with that at our school because really everyone at our school yeah. was just losers yeah, no, like, this is the thing. I hear about other schools with, like, their hierarchies, and I was like, honestly, I don't think we have that, because we were all so weird. Yeah, we were all just massive nerds at the end of the day. We really were. And um, also, like, our school was just like, academia is the way to be cool, kids. Um, oh, so everyone yeah. was a nerd. This is true. Um, but no, then when I went to sixth form, I don't know, it kind of fell apart a bit. Like, I know lots of people say that, you know, they found their true friends in sixth form. Yeah. I didn't really have that, which kind of sucked. But, oh, you know... I know. To be honest, we got closer. We got closer in sixth form. 
Oh, we got so close to six one because we had this clap. Yeah, we had the same form Yeah, it was a good time because, like, basically what they did was they mixed like the two sixth form years in different yeah. forms so that like the people who were in lower sixth like year 12 could see how yeah. the year 13s were basically suffering and having a breakdown so it was just like preparing yeah. them for it yeah. it was really funny because i remember my first day of year 12 i walked in like our classroom and yeah like manny said they mixed the two years together and i was like i'm so nervous because i've never interacted with anyone other than you from like year eight in um, badminton and I didn't know you were in my form so when I saw you I was like oh I've got a friend oh that's so good because like I remember what I was like I was like this is really cool you know because I feel like we were like starting to like be friendly like before then yeah so I was like oh this is good but before then I was like bloody terrified because I was like what if she's going to start taking the piss piss (laughs) again like how she used to do badminton but I was like I can't do this again I was such a bully. I don't know why. It's because you thought you were edgy. <laughs> I really did. I remember we had uh, so we had this one competition when I was in year seven for badminton. Oh god! And to put it in context, I was I wasn't awful at badminton, but I was quite bad. Yeah. And I I was I kept saying to our coach, I was like, coach, coach, put me on, put me on a, a single like play because you know like when you play singles mm. I was like coach put me on I can do this I'm ready I'm ready and she literally looked at me and went no you're not <laughs> and I was like no 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 I was like you, you got this wrong I was like I don't know I don't know whether we're speaking the same language here but like no means yes in my language so like <laughs> come on put me on and she was like no and then I think I pestered her that much she's like oh my god fine oh. put me on and I lost I think it was like one 15. Yeah, no, I think I remember this because, like, I wasn't that brilliant either, badminton. <laughs> so, like, I remember playing these games and I just used to, like, I think I only won one game out of, like, six. Yeah, me too. And then yeah. all the other ones I would just get thrashed. It was, like, five to 15 or something. And I was like, yeah. It was awful. It was so painful to, like, witness. But this was like, just because, like, badminton was, like, only, like, starting to be established in the, in the school. Yeah. And then, like, I think it got better, but I just quit after that because I was like, I, I don't know, the coach really scared me. The coach is terrifying. Yeah. I was a little weedy year seven. It was barely, like, five foot tall. And she would come up to me and she'd like, Priya, you need to use power. Oh, and my like, God. Oh, my God. I don't have any muscles developed in my arm. <laughs> Oh, I was a creepy best child and she was like, hit it harder and I was like, I can't. Oh my god. I remember, because I used to go with my best friend, Asia, and we literally yeah. only went because like the captains would promise us chocolate if we like oh. came. <laughs> and we were like, okay. I swear you know. the captain was her daughter. Um, yes, I think so. But I think like there were like two other people who like did actually professional badminton outside and she was her coach for them. Like, I can't remember oh, the names, right. but um, they were so nice. I saw, I saw the coach once at Nando's, um, and I got really scared. <laughs> why Why in Birmingham do you always see people at Nando's? It's like the go-to Because place. I go to Nando's so much, because it's the best restaurant in the world. <laughs> okay, cool, whatever. <laughs> what is your, like, spice level on the Nando's chart? Oh, okay, so, like, right, I actually, I actually do have a story behind this. Yeah. So... I can handle extra hot, okay? I can even handle extra, extra hot. I'm no, I'm no weakling when it comes to the spice, okay? I'm so proud. But the point here is, I don't like the flavour of extra, extra hot. That's I like the flavour of medium. Interesting. Well, is it because extra, extra hot just kind of, like, overpowers all the other flavours? Yeah, it's just a bit like... 
vinegary is the wrong word, but it's just a bit kind of bitter. Yeah. Whereas, like, medium has more kind of, like, you know, like, lemony vibes and, like, kind of herbs and stuff. Yeah. And I, I vibe with that really heavily. And then my sauce is wild herb because that is the best sauce that Mando's offer, which is why they, what, do not sell it in supermarkets. Wow. Oh, my God. You really okay. know. You really have, like, a good, like, solid base of Nando's knowledge. I do. I do. What about you? What's your spice level? Um, Okay, so I've only been to Nando's, I think, three times in my life. Um, Sorry, what? I don't know. I really rated it, though, every time I went. Because, like, even the, like, veggie stuff, like, the halloumi burgers and stuff, and, like, the mushroom burgers are so, so good. Um, Yeah. But, yeah, no, so, like, I... I can handle, like, the extra, extra hot because my cousin got it once and I ate it and I was like, this is chill. But, like, I think, I think like you, I think my go-to one is either hot or maybe extra hot if I'm feeling particularly spicy a day. Because, like, oh. I, I agree. It just, like, overpowers other flavors, like, not yeah. for no reason in my mouth anyway. <laughs> um, and apparently you should ha- shouldn't have that much spice too because it can, like, give you heartburn and stuff like that. And, yeah. Yeah, Really can, but I mean, when my mom was pregnant with me, apparently she used to eat just like chilies. Ah, do you think that's why you have like a really high chili tolerance, or is it just because you're brown? I think it's probably a mixture of both. Mm. <laughs> I think also my mom loves putting spice in food, oh. and so it's quite like it, it's just trained me, you know. Oh, that's good. See, because my family, like for an Indian family, like they're not very good on the spice level. Really? Um, yeah, I'm like the only one who really likes spicy food in my family, and that's only because like I used to go to my cousins fairly frequently, and they really like their spice. And then also when I got to university, I was like any like any flavor that I wanted to just add to a quick meal, I'd like either, either use Tabasco or Sriracha. So I just like yes. use that so so much that like I I started getting heartburn really bad <laughs> because at, at home like we didn't have that much spice like that regularly, Lol. and so it was like getting really bad. And also like because I. I don't know it's at the same time I was having so much spice but also so many Brussels sprouts and Brussels sprouts give you mad heartburn sorry hold on explain explain why you're eating Brussels sprouts at any other time of the year than Christmas and not crying whilst you eat the boiled mess that ensues oh my god Brussels sprouts are so good people who say that they aren't good just haven't had them properly I promise so like rather than boiling them you need to fry them in a pan with like a lid on top and it's so so good you know what when you come over next eventually in the future i will <laughs> i will make you brussels sprouts they're so good but anyway the point is that like i had this revelation of how good brussels sprouts were at university nice. at the same time as like my spice intake were, like went through the roof and like oh. i just remember like calling my dad almost every single day because he's a pharmacist and i would be yeah. like dad my heart is burning <laughs> And he, I've, got, I've got a serious heart condition, help me. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it's terrible. And then I kind of had it recently as well because, like, you know, like, from March to October, I was at home, so I was, like, lowering yeah. my spice level yet again. So I got yeah. back to uni, did the whole, like, oh, I'm having lots of spice again thing. Yeah. And then I started getting really bad um, pain on the right side of my stomach. And I was like, oh, my God, oh my I have appendicitis. <laughs> <laughs> and so and also because like at the moment my flatmate isn't up and where it's just us two living together so like I felt like because yeah. I was alone experiencing this pain I was being like particularly oh. paranoid about potentially like dying in the middle of the night and nobody finding out so oh, you know what it's okay just just call me and I, I will come to your aid that means so much oh thank it's you okay so yeah I was like experiencing this pain for like two three days and I was like oh my god I've got appendicitis I remember like messaging my friend who has a car 
hot and I was like you need to take me to A&E right now like <laughs> they're gonna have to take my appendix out I'm telling you um but yeah no but then I called my dad and he was like just have some Remy it's probably like acid reflux. I love Remy I love Remy I didn't really realize what Remy was until this incident happened um yeah. but honestly it changed my life I had it and I was fine Remy is life changing. Is Remy, if I'm correct, Remy's like the mint one that you chew, right? I think you can get different versions of it. So I just had one that was like, I think you could chew it, but I just swallowed it whole. Oh my god, yeah. Manny, what the heck? Um, that's like that's intense. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a badass like that. <laughs> yeah, you really, you really be out here swallowing pills that aren't meant to be swallowed. <laughs> that sounds like you're. I'm endorsing drugs. I'm not. I'm not saying that. I don't know. Br- Brown. Anyway, we move on. Brown time um, says no to drugs. <laughs> <laughs> I once had a friend who, um, her dad was like, oh, paracetamol fixes everything. And she was like, I mean, it just doesn't, does it? And basically, <laughs> like, she was swimming once, and her dad, and she was like, dad, like, I swallowed too much chlorine, like, oh, like, I feel like I'm drowning, and she, like, couldn't swim properly. Oh, my and God. And he started throwing paracetamol in their swimming pool. Oh, my God. God, oh, that is I not know. the way. He <laughs> was like, take this, it'll help. Oh, see, I oh, see. I don't know why, but I feel very like hesitant to take things like paracetamol and ibuprofen like, immediately whenever I feel like pain. I'm kind of one of those people yeah. who's like, I need to feel it. Like, I need to wait, let, like, see if I can like oh. s- see it through myself before I get any like medical help. Oh um, my God, I'm the opposite. As soon as I feel even like a twinge on my paracetamol, where is it? Oh God. Yeah, no, I, sh- I probably should actually like do it because it's like modern medicine is here to help us. Am I right? But you know. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I don't know how like Roman women coped when they had to use like loin linen cloths to like cope with the periods and like no paracetamols. I would have passed out. Oh God. You know what? Speaking of periods, actually, um, <clears throat> I... And I know that I'm quite late to this, but I have finally invested in a moon cup. Oh, oh my gosh, how is it? It's brilliant, honestly. I am so impressed with how it is. It's like so, so, like, because my main worry was that it wouldn't be very hygienic, but it's so much more hygienic than like a pad or a tampon, like... Honestly, I I've converted fully. I love it, and like if you think about That's it, it's well. really environmentally friendly, isn't it? Exactly. So that was the main reason why I um, bought it because I was like, oh god, can yeah. you just imagine throwing away all of these like pads and tampons and stuff? And I was like, if I can afford like a moon cup and if I can afford to like yeah. help, then I should. So yeah, no, I got one the other day, and um, honestly, it just changed my life. It's so brilliant. Is it like quite messy though? Um, at first, it's like just a bit confusing because like. The way that you put it in, like, you have to find a way to put it in that makes you comfortable first. But, like, right, right, it, right, right. It, honestly, once you find out how to do it, like, and you've developed it's your own, like, yeah. So, like, I I finally got, like, into the right way of using it probably, like, about two days in. Um, oh. And also one of the great things as well is that you only have to change it every, like, roughly 12 hours, which is brilliant. Seriously? You, yeah, you can just, like, go about your day, like, not worrying that you're, like... Yeah, no, it's so so good. Honestly, it's it's brilliant. Like, uh, I I am here preaching for the moon cups. No, I mean, well, I've heard like what are they called again. Um, you know those like period pants. Oh yeah. I've heard that they're amazing because basically, like, I mean, TMI for um, anyone who like doesn't want to hear, but you know what? Like, I think we you know started what? now. Should be talked about more. For um, sure. But no, like. Pads are really uncomfortable, and obviously you can, like, leak, and it's, like, gross, and then, like, it's embarrassing for everyone involved, you know? And, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, um, it just feels I mean, very 
sticky. Yeah, the that's stick that was a bit too like. Oh, I used too much imagery there. Let's stop. Continue. <laughs> Let's stop. But no, carry on. Um, <laughs> but no, so like apparently period pants are really good because they just feel like everything is like tight and in place. I'm not like gonna like jiggle them out. Is that bit like so, a nappy? It kind of, I think so. But like they're really like hygienic and, and like less like, bulky. Uh, and less bulky than a nappy, I'm assuming. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, I hope so. Can you imagine, like, wearing, like, leggings and some, like, BPL would be, like, I don't know, BPP? Oh, God. Because, like, I remember when they did kind of, like, have, like, period nappies before they managed to, like, develop yeah. a pant that was, like, more discreet. And, wow, yeah. I just used to, like, see them in, like, Asda, and I was, like, I just can't imagine, like, wearing that with, like, anything on top. But, uh, well, lots you know. of people said that, like, the thing that puts them on is that basically you don't, like, they're worried about, like, the bacteria type thing of, like, because obviously when you use like moon cups or like pads you throw it away or like you wash it and you know all of that but with period pants actually when you put stuff in like your washing machine it kills all the bacteria anyway so yeah no technically it is actually like you know quite what's it called hygienic yeah oh no that is really good you know i feel like there's definitely like a lot of myths to debunk about like period pads and moon cups and stuff oh 100 yeah Um, because like yeah even with moon cups too like all you need to do is just sterilise it once you've used it and you can use it again and again and again. It's great. And, like, if That's you... That's the thing. It's so good. Yeah, exactly. And, like, if you, like, use retainers, and you know how, like, you have to use, like, those tablet things to, like, clean your retainers yeah. sometimes? You can use the exact same thing for your moon cup. And it just wow. works. It works a treat, ladies. Um, it works like, so well. <laughs> yeah, just, oh, it's brilliant. <laughs> I'm excited to put um, period talks in our uh, description for week three. Oh, I feel like yeah. Gonna, it's just going to really uh, skyrocket the uh, the listeners, right? <laughs> the viewership. Woo! Can't wait. But it is important, um, you know, because like this is something that I didn't really like know about until I got to university and like people I were know, talking about it. It needs to be talked about more in schools. Yeah, exactly. I feel like university is like way, way too late to talk about it. And like my family yeah. knew nothing about it. I started telling my family about it and it was really, it was really ridiculous actually because I was like telling my mum how she should really invest in one and she was like, I don't need this anymore, darling. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Oh, that's so funny yeah. but no I mean like I, our school technically with like how they went about um, talking about you know periods and stuff it was very kind of I don't know I feel like it was very base level I don't know whether you got this talk but basically we had these like NHS um, people who came in and they were like guys are we going to talk to you about you know like periods and I was like oh like I've come of age everyone and, um, <laughs> and then they were like they were like we're going to do a quick demonstration. And I'm not joking when I say they picked up a pad and then they injected like this like blue little syringe in like a little bucket of water and they were like, oh, yeah. demonstration A. And they dunked the pad in and we were all like, wow. Because it like blew up like a little balloon. Aww. And they were like, so as you can see, pads can hold and cater to all of your needs. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. It sounds like an always advert or something. No, funny it literally was like the always animals this girl can and all of that and then they got like a tampon and they were like look um, and they put it in like a bucket of water and then they like grabbed the tampon and squeezed all the water out and they were like see it's very absorbent oh that's brilliant oh my god i have a tampon story actually um, oh my god go on so uh this is like another thing that shows like how posh our school was but like um <laughs> i went on an exchange to canada for a month because our school offered what? it. Whoa, 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 hold on, I didn't know this. Yeah, you do remember in year nine, they used to, like, offer, like, exchanges <gasps> and stuff. Oh, my God. 
god, I forgot all about that. Yeah, so like I went on an exchange to Montreal. Um, and it was so so nice like really brilliant experience and everything but like there was this one bit where like the host family they were so so nice they took me to so many places it was just so brilliant like shout I still talk to them now shout out to the shout out to the Benguigui's um, and the masses they're they're great anyway so I um, we we went to a spa one day they took me to a spa which was so so nice and bougie because it was also the first time that I'd ever been to a spa as well I was like this 14 year old kid just like fumbling about and then my period had started on that day too and like oh, obviously you have to like wear a swim costume at sparks you're going to all of these like nice like outdoor pools and reservoirs and stuff yeah and yep. like i was like oh crap I've, I've never used tampon before so like oh the host mum had to tell me how to like do it but i could oh my gosh yeah it was so sweet of her but i was like i just i was so terrified i couldn't i couldn't find the hole i was just like <laughs> like that's so why i kind of like just put it in but not uh, in. <laughs> and oh, oh it, was, it was ridiculous. Oh, it was just, it was a terrible experience. But anyway, I got through it and here I am, guys. I'm not going to lie, tampons are terrifying. They're just really, there's all the applicators and there's like the string and I'm like, there's a string like, you know, flail about. Like, it'll, it's, 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 a, it's a whole minefield, I'm not going to lie. Exactly. So this is why moon cups are the ones. I know, and I feel like they should have taught like people at school about like different like different options a lot more because they really did just kind of talk about tampons and pads. Yeah. And I mean, on the whole, they were like, I mean, there's loads of other ways of like you know dealing with periods, and they just didn't talk about it. Yeah, I think for an all girls school, I think things like periods mm. and sex were quite taboo. Like I remember still like yeah. kind of like if someone was on their period or something and they had to go to the bathroom or something they'd still like shove their um tampon or whatever it was their pad that they had to put on like up their sleeve and it's yeah. like no come on come on gal just hold it out proud. i know it's just oh oh i just remember the funniest story so i was in french once and basically oh my gosh i don't know if you ever had this teacher but her name was dr blaine and she was a lovely scottish lady <sighs> and she basically been to cambridge she was like a donny when it came to french like she she knew what she was talking about i mean probably not more than a native french person but she still was very she was she was close enough (laughs) close enough and so we basically look you know what i look back now she was absolutely fine she was basically worked as hard but obviously being in year nine i didn't want to be worked very hard in french because i didn't like french (laughs) um actually no i think i was in year was i year 10 no sorry correction Mm -hmm. i was in year 10 and um Basically, the one time, so me and my friend, uh, Lauren, who we used to sit next to each other, and then there were two other girls in front of us, Jarnaby and Antipri, and um, basically, we were really, really bored in her lessons, so we would, like, set up pranks for the four of us to do, <laughs> and to entertain the rest of the class. Oh, my God. I, I know, I know. So, like, you were the, the class clown, were like, weren't you, Priya? I was that child uh. in year 10. I thought I was so... Cool. This is also when I was having my Mr. Darcy revelation as well. So I had a dual personality <laughs> at this time. Um, and so, I, like, I said to Charlie, I was like, look, like, you know, we've got, we've got to make this entertaining. We've got to make this class laugh. We're the class clowns. And so I got her to run around the classroom with a bin whilst Dr. Blaine was fighting the vocabulary on board. And I would, like, throw paper to try and aim in the bin, um... And she ran around the classroom and then would, like, hide under the desk and with Dr. Blame would turn around. <laughs> and um, she didn't realise. And then one of the days, um, I said to Antipri, okay, 
I think that um, I was like, oh, I dare you to hold up your pad in the air and be like, I need to go to the toilet now. <laughs> and Andrew Peter was like, oh my God, I can't do that. Like, that's just outrageous. Aww. And basically, I made her do it. So she literally, she, she was like, she was like sweating and she whipped out her pad and she was like, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. And she shot her arm in the, up in the air and she was like, Dr. Blaine, I need to go right now. And I'm not joking when I say the look on Dr. Blaine's face was like, she just seen a ghost. And she went, but of course you've got to leave. Go, go. That's so funny. Oh, God, that's brilliant. Oh, love it. No, I just remember... Because, like, there were a few male teachers at the school. And, like, whenever anyone yeah. had to, like, go, especially when it was, like, on their period or anything, they just, it was just so, so awkward. Because they'd be like, oh, yeah, we really need to go, like, got, yeah. got, my, got my lady needs or whatever. And then the male <laughs> teacher would be like, oh, oh, okay, okay, yes, go, you must go. Yeah. Oh, and this God. is the thing. Dr. Blaine found out that we did it as a prank because someone snitched on us, which <sighs> was, like, just snaky behaviour. That's so bad. I know. And so I got called down to uh, see her along with, like, these other girls. And I'm not going to lie, I was a bit of a snake. I said I wasn't involved, and I was like, oh, I don't know. Like, I'm just sitting with a really bad corner of people. They're really bad influences. <laughs> it was me. It was the ringleader. And she was like, I thought as much. I, I don't know what accent that was. But she was like, you know, I really think that you're a really good student. Like, don't worry about it. Don't sweat it. Oh, my and God, Bri, you are so bad. Talk about, I like, oh, my God. There being no I in team. I know, and then Dr. Blaine turned to Anthony and she went, Never in my hallway have I seen a student hold up a sanitary tone. Seriously, that's so bad. Honestly, that just like shows how much of, t- of a taboo like period talk is. That's so bad, man. But also, no, poor, poor Antifreak. Poor Antifreak, man. Look what you did to her. I know. I really did be out here like setting her up. I felt really bad. Oh, God. <laughs> that's brilliant though that's also really weird that like she was the one who was targeted because didn't her mum work at the school yeah so she was really stressed oh. <laughs> she was like oh my mum found out about it and I'm in loads of trouble can you just imagine like having a parent work at the same school as you like I really rate people who like went through it because that's brave I know I know I mean I, I've spoke to like so one of my friends Sam his uh, mum went to the same school that he did um, like she taught at the school and he was like oh it was fine and he has a really lovely relationship with his mum actually oh. and um, like they go really well it was so cute so we went up to Fife to see um, him and his family uh, with my other friend Ema and like we went up and he's got the cutest dogs I've ever seen in my life yeah. but no they went to so his uh, mum like taught at the same school that he went to and he was like oh it was fine like you know it was actually quite nice like to have my mum around and I thought that was really sweet so like I guess I don't know, it just depends that like, is, yeah. how, how well you get on. That is true. Oh, that's so endearing. Aww. I know, it was really, really cute. That's so true. shout out to Sam. Yeah. He's, a, he's an absolute legend. That's really sweet. I just remember um, my art teacher at school, um, and like we've got fairly close because it was, once you get to A level, you, you get really close to your teachers and whatnot. And yeah, you um, do. You do. He was. He had a daughter who was just about to come to the school, and oh. like um, he was. He was so jokes. He was like, "I'm really, really worried. You know, like I just like I really want her to make friends, and I just want to make sure that she has a really good time, and I want her to like be able to keep up, you know, academically." Oh. And he was like, "Can you tutor her and everything?" And it was just really nice seeing like the parent side of the like whole thing because he was very yeah. open about his like relationship with his daughter, and it was just so sweet oh. to like hear 
what parents thought because like obviously at that yeah. age you don't really get the parent perspective and it was just so nice yeah no I mean it's I think, was this just a what's his name Mr Bassett yeah Nick Bassett <laughs> oh I remember him he was so lovely I mean I, I went to art club when I was uh, younger in school did you I first joined yeah I, I, I went to art club and I would just use all the resources and just make like really bad posters and just like put them in the bin <laughs> oh that's great <laughs> Uh, but I remember he was it was his like first week and he was like guys like can I do um one of my lessons on you because I'm really scared like that the group won't like it and I was like mate I just came from a lesson I want to chill honestly he was kind of at some points he was just really annoying because he just used to like coerce all these students being like I'm really scared I need to talk to you about a lesson topic he just had a chat with anybody (laughs) and it was great because he was so open but it was like come on Nick let's go get yourself together (laughs) yeah Oh god, but he was great. Uh, That's so nice that he talked to you, though. I know the teachers at our school were quite lit. I can't lie; like they were, they were very, they were very, um, what's the word, approachable, and they were just actually like humans. They weren't just like robotic people, apart from some of them. You yeah, know? it is really nice because, like, when I talk to other friends about like their school experience, they definitely talk about yeah. how there was an obvious hierarchy so like not only just between like the students where it's like you have the popular kids and the not so popular kids and everyone in between and then but then you also have like the teachers who just like will yell at students all the time and stuff like that and it just you can understand why some people hate school because if that's the kind of environment that it's fostering then it's not fair you know and I I, I feel sorry for both teachers and students because being a teacher is such a hard job you know I know it's so difficult I don't know how they like I mean I do a bit of tutoring um, do you just like yeah, like, as basically, like, my job at uni is just tutoring, so I'm uh, with, like, a company called uh, My Tutor, and then I also do, like, other tutoring with, actually, people from uh, King Edward, so our old school. Oh, that's um, nice. I know, I know, and it's actually, I do not understand how teachers be out here with, like, a full job <laughs> teaching people all hours of the day, oh, like, God. I find it exhausting just doing, like, an hour session with people. So what do you teach? Do you teach English? Yeah, so I basically teach English language and English literature. Uh, like GCSE and, uh, and A-level, or just like... So, yeah, basically I do a mixture. So over summer, I basically did this thing called Coronavirus Tutoring Initiative, which is basically people who had been like very like badly affected by coronavirus um, yeah. applied for like this free tuition. Oh, that's um, really good. Yeah, so I was a tutor with them for um, basically over summer. And so I tutored like an A-level student and then I tutored two GCSE students. Then I tutored a Russian student who wasn't even meant to be on the coronavirus tutoring thing, how to speak English. Oh, wow. And I was like, I was like, I don't think you're meant to be on this. This is for like, you know, UK students. And she was like, no, don't tell anyone. Like, I, I just really want tutoring. I was like, all right, all right. Keep, it, keep it on the deal. <laughs> That's really interesting. So like with the Russian student, did you teach them just like, how to speaking like how was their english to begin with so i'm assuming you can't speak russian yeah no so i can't speak any other language other than english mom um, <laughs> i can speak slang but uh, not that well hey <laughs> you can speak a bit of punjabi punjabi class got you through speak a little bit. <laughs> yeah oh my gosh throw back to punjabi class but so when i um, started tutoring her i was like oh like you know do you have a specification like you know um i need to know like what type of stuff you want to go over and she was like no no i just i just i want to learn how to speak about technology and i was like about okay. technology, wow. So she was talking to me about crop rotations and farming and like different types of harvesters. Wow. I mean, I did not know anything about like 
on technical technicalities. So I was literally like, oh yeah, very nice. Literally on the other tab was Wikipedia, me looking up like different types of harvesters. Like, okay, <laughs> let me ask her about the C29 and when that was introduced into like West Midlands. And so she was really great. She was so good. So really, she taught you a bit of things. She know? did. She, t- she taught me a thing or two oh. about life. Um, about life then, <laughs> about harvesting I got an email from the coronavirus people and they were like yes we found out that one of your duties isn't from the UK we will rectify this problem and I was like bye oh, <laughs> well, you, you were probably a bit sad by this to be honest weren't you you were like oh shit, I, we were having a good time I, I, I was a bit sad I was like oh I can't talk about combine harvesters anymore that's, well, not that's good. okay I tried to get a job in the summer oh, and I, I got a job for track and trace um, <gasps> And, well, basically, I I never ended up like starting it, even though I got it because like you know how it kind of like fell through because at some yeah. point I think it was in like June or July, just as like yeah. everyone was starting, like the system basically had a big breakdown and like there was lots of news articles coming out about like how people yeah. were getting paid to just sit around whilst technical issues were like ensuing, and. Oh. It was just ridiculous. Um, so, like, I had to go through such a long, like, process as well. Like, I had interviews for it. And it was wow. such a big job as well. Because, like, I applied, I think, through Reed um, for the job. Yeah. And the job was, like, administrative job for the government. You will call up people. And I was like, hey, I'm a student caller. I can call up people. Um, <laughs> and that was basically it. Like, it was so, so vague. So it was only until oh, I got so the job. Oh, you going to call people to say you've been in contact with someone who has coronavirus? Yeah, kind of. Um, oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, and so, but like, I was sent my contract and everything. Like, I got the job and all. Yeah. And then I just never started. <laughs> Oh my gosh, really? did you still get paid for it though? No, I never got paid. I just oh. I just went through a really long process of being told I'd get a job and then just having it fall through and I haven't heard back since, which is a bit dodgy now that you think about that it. That is a bit dodgy. I mean, you can still put it on your CV and be like, I just wanted to tra- uh, track and trace people. <laughs> this um, is true. Just be like, and my employment is pending. <laughs> <laughs> employment pending. Oh, oh God. But I mean, that's the thing, the whole uh, track and trace, shenanigans i mean i think there was like a massive um what was it a massive like bbc thing on how they forgot to like track sixteen thousand people oh my or God. like contact them and i was like well that's quite a big uh, quite a lot of people we just casually forgot oh god this yeah uh, the coronavirus has really like exposed some holes in the government but you know it is it's a it's a bit of an expose situation but you know what we move on. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I really want to ask. Actually, what have you been to? Like the student village hub thing that's in the middle of um, Pottero. <gasps> oh, I've seen that. I don't actually know. Is it still? Is it still there? Yeah, it's still there. And like, I I walk past it and I just it kind of freaks me out because I'm like the skater boys should be there, you know? Not not I this. Know, the skater boys. So um, basically, there's this um, by our student union. There's a massive square which is where um, all of, like, our... Like, was basically just where our, like, graduation hall is. Yeah. And then there's, like, lots of ramps, so lots of skater boys go there. But the university's built... I think it's, like, a... It's meant to be, like, a village where they do, like, coffee and yeah. sandwiches. Um, but I actually haven't been. I saw it when it was under construction. It looks quite cool, but kind of freaky. Um, and I just uh, want to know, like, what people who have actually been there think of it, just because I have no idea. 
Um, I, I, may, I may go in the next few days, so I will let you know how, how I found it. Brilliant. Oh, we can go together and then have like a socially distanced um, meeting. Oh, I love group. that. That sounds yeah. brilliant. Yeah. Okay. Socially distanced sandwich. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that sounds really good. I actually do miss um, just going to the student union and. I know, I feel like oh, it's, I it was a really it. good place to work and everything, like Tevia and whatnot. I haven't been to Tevia since either, even though like it is open, like I wouldn't mind going to Tevia yeah. at some point. I've seen that, um, so basically I've been working in like David Hume Tower and um, Wait, I've been working in the library, because uh-huh. you just book in and you can work there, it's really great. Although it's not David Hume anymore, congratulations oh, to Blackhead. Sorry, it's 40 George Square. No, it's okay. This is a good point of reference. Well done, Blackhead. Big shout out to them. Woo! I know. I think they should have done like a plaque or something though. Because I mean, like, it's, I mean, I'm so glad they changed the name. Because it's so important because we need to just out these, like, slave owners who just were awful. Mm-hmm. And big buildings were named after them. But I feel like there should be a plaque because, like, all the new students who come won't like know what it was called and why it was changed yeah i think it's good because i don't know it's a hard one because you want to like you want to commemorate the efforts that we've been like been through to try and change it especially like blackhead but yeah at the same time it's kind of it's, it's good, a really you know. tough one it's like I mean, I think that it's amazing that they've changed it, obviously, but mm. I feel like they should have maybe done like more publicity around why. That, well, that's the university's issue, basically, because yeah. they yeah. never made it a big thing. So they ch- they changed it, but they never really like yeah. put out a big announcement. So like Blackhead was yeah. the one who like publicised it and everything. It's just because the university is trying to like downplay how racist yeah. they are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that they literally named something after David Hume. <laughs> yeah, basically, it's a, it's a, it's a it's a weird one. Like, cause you just think that the university would be more involved in this kind of I stuff. I mean, it's not like it's it, it isn't taboo, you know. It's like the university should be doing it. Like, Blackhead shouldn't have to exist because the university should be competent enough. <laughs> exactly. And on that note, <laughs> <laughs> hi, Peter. <laughs> oh my gosh, is Peter there? No, Peter Matheson. <laughs> Oh, I thought you were talking about your mate, Peter. My flatmate, like, oh, Peter. Hi, Peter. Hi, hi to all the Peters <laughs> I know out there. Hi, Peter from Bake Off, too. Oh, my gosh. I haven't started watching Bake Off. I need to get on it. Oh, it's it's brilliant. I've, I haven't seen the past two episodes, but it's been very good so far. And I think one of the really nice things about Bake Off this year has been that, like, everyone had to self-isolate for two weeks before um, filming started. Oh. So it has the completely same kind of, like, setup. There's no social distancing in nice. it because everyone's like living their best lives and their, like, little, Aww. like, community of COVID-freeness. I love that. Imagine just having a COVID-free tent where you can bake goodies. That actually sounds amazing. I know. Absolutely wholesome activity right there. I know. And on that note, we will catch you next week same time this is true we have been chatting for 50 minutes now Priya I know we've been chatting for a long time yeah I'm impressed are we going to play any music after this oh. well that's the thing you'll find out woo can't wait <laughs> wait is, <laughs> I have a question though are these shows yeah. actually like are they meant to be an hour an hour or is it just like under an hour and roughly oh um, it's literally just like under an hour it, it's like however much time you want it to be basically oh okay cool sick one nice <laughs> I don't laugh. Yeah, okay. We'll, play some, we'll try and play some music. I think we can just play music. Cool, sick one. I love how, like, it should be that we know what we're talking about, like, how our sh- own show works, but I feel like we have to oh, talk no. through how our show works and whilst, <laughs> we're, whilst we're live. We get the users involved, what can we say? Yeah, exactly. It's a collaborative effort. 
is. We love the community vibes. Exactly. Anyway, another point is next week is going to be very special because we are going yes. to get um, we're going to have alcohol and then yeah. um, we're going to be inebriated basically. Yeah, exactly. But safe drinking is so important, guys. So so, so <laughs> important. Like, don't get your stomachs pumped because that's wasting what NHS time. <laughs> Exactly, and your mental health too. Anyway, yeah. on that note, um, <laughs> we'll see you next week. Um, hope you have a lovely week. This has been Brown yeah, Time. Yeah, have a good week, and we will catch you next time on Brown Time. Oh, I like that ending. <laughs>